It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. Yeah, we are recording on a sunny, at least sunny here, uh, Sunday, May 1st. Can you believe it's May? And the regular season of the Boston Bruins and almost every other team except for the Seattle Kraken and the Winnipeg Jets who because that's have a game, game. Because that's a game that matters. Right. Everybody else's seasons are over. So it's fantastic. Of course, I am VA and I am here with Jeff. Yo. Tim. Hello, hello. And someone that we happen to just find uh, just hanging around. He's he's free all of a sudden. It's Nick. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> How did now, I get here? I, I don't know. I don't know. So, of course, we are a podcast uh, by Boston Bruins fans for Boston Bruins fans. And we are going to talk about, guess what? The Boston Bruins. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but they are in the playoffs. Wow. I, I do want to take the mo- uh, one moment to point out one thing that is very important to all of us, whether okay. you know it or not. The Montreal Canadiens are the first team in NHL history to place 32nd. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, part of me is like, uh, poor Arizona. They tried so hard to fail. They couldn't fail <laughs> enough. They got outfailed by the Habs. I mean... Arizona's playing in, like, a college stadium next year. They've got enough problems without being 32nd. I mean, but, like, being 32nd wouldn't be a problem. They were they were supposed to be that bad, and someone else was worse instead. You go figure. Just basically lose, lose you know, your starting goalie and your best defenseman all year, and you'll be pretty bad. Not to mention that you had a GM who just decided to say, fuck it. Let's make them terrible and worse. No. And made worse and worse decisions over the last couple of years to get it well, to this and point. Well, and then had made have maybe the, the worst coach in the NHL since well since the last time you guys had the worst coach in the form of Randy Cunningworth. Um, <laughs> uh, why does Martin Saint Louis want that? Why does he want that 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 coaching job? And he looks old. Miniature, by scoring, the way. miniature scoring winner wingers having a lot of fun score coaching a mini another miniature scoring winger winger, I guess, you know. I guess so. It could be a mentor of sorts. But I thought yeah. I'd point that out. Because they are not the thirty first team. They are the thirty second team. Bravo. Bravo. Wait, so did, is he did they uh, have they officially brought uh He has said he's back going to come back, but he doesn't have a contract yet. Okay, fair enough. But he basically straight up but he straight up said he's coming back. It's just a matter of the details. <laughs> they're, they're running out of coaches to bring in there, honestly. Do they want to go with Terry Ann again? They're not going to get Julian, so. Uh, Alain Vigneault would be the wrong coach for this mo- moment in their story arc. <laughs> Isn't he, like, the wrong coach for every situation? I mean, he did take two of the three teams he's head coached to the Stanley Cup Finals and lost both Cup finals. Uh, well, yeah, but so, that was a long time ago. Pete DeBoer, the Pete DeBoer effect has a, a habit of going to the cup finals with teams and then losing. Um, yeah. Well, although Pete DeBoer is almost certainly going to find himself unemployed imminently. Um, 
Oh, yeah. I mean, the Golden Knights probably should also fire McCrimmon because, like, ultimately he built a team that had an inability to withstand any adversity because they were so top-heavy financially. Oh, my God. I know. And they have they have quite a hole to, to dig themselves out of, for sure. This way is that at present for next season, they have two hundred they have about $230,000 in cap space with not nearly enough players and five RFAs. Oh, cool. <laughs> turns out when you trade away your the best goalie in your short franchise's history and replace him with someone who's kind of injury prone, it doesn't work out very well. No, but again, like it's basically your only hope of scoring is a uh, is a first line that costs almost thirty million dollars, and then you've never iced them all together and healthy. Oh, that's true. Gonna have that time. <laughs> it's their Twitter's fault. I mean, there is the possibility, and I'm not blaming Jack Eichel for anything, but Jack Eichel might just genuinely be a be, be a cursed human being. I was going to say, he goes from Buffalo, then then he goes to Vegas, and Vegas turns into Buffalo, but at least it's Las Vegas and not Buffalo. Since Eichel was traded, Buffalo has played its only fun hockey in the last decade. Not good hockey, mind you, but fun hockey. <laughs> Cut out on the words good and fun. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo is not allowed to have good and fun things. Protect, protecting Jeff from bad takes since. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's remarkable how your microphone is just like oh. no, those are censored words. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to see the humor in this. It's funny. Yeah. That third take was the best, and I, I say we roll with it. It's not my call, but... No, because we can talk about Jeff's microphone not liking fun and good things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I, I believe that uh, good and fun hockey is really great uh, for Buffalo. They need that because I feel bad for the fans. I, I do, too. It's but like... It's a loyalty that that team doesn't deserve, and they've stuck it out. The fans deserve better. And I don't usually do. say that about bad teams because I'm just like, this is just part of how this works. But, like, after a decade, and when you're still fucking showing up, which, like, good on y'all. Good on ya. And they're, all, they're also always showing up for the Bills, too. And the Bills have brought them nothing but pain as well. Yeah, the Bills have been better recently. But, like, four, they made the Super Bowl four years in a row and lost four years in a row. <laughs> like, I mean, and some, on some wacky shit, a field goal, a missed field goal, stuff like that. Like it was just, uh, Buffalo fans have endured a lot and they still just show up. I mean, what else are they going to do? Like, I mean, one of those losses was also against a, it was also against a, a Giants team that didn't have their starting um, quarterback available that play at Super Bowl either too. Right. <laughs> Stetler, yeah. Became the, de facto starter at that point yeah okay i've got a lot of lot to say about that one like the early 90s the late 80s early 90s dominance of the nfc just the football gods were just like we shine down on you okay but but uh, but on the flip side they only decided to punish two teams in the afc to be fair in the, Denver in the Broncos, with the Broncos and the uh, and the Bills, right? Yeah, so. the Broncos <laughs> always deserve to be punished. Okay. Well, they they had to find someone else to punish who wasn't 
the Minnesota Vikings. So, <laughs> right, right, that's right. They were the only four-time loser by that point. John Elway is not exactly the most likable guy. Okay, but uh, and Jim Kelly was was a little bit tough. You can't exactly punish Bernie Kosar when he basically was punishing himself by not getting past the championship game. Or actually, it was it was Marty Ball. It was fucking Marty Ball. I know some people try to diminish the, the effect of Marty Ball, but Marty Schottenheimer shot himself in the foot like four years in a row. <laughs> and that's why you had the Broncos go to the Super Bowl all those times. Poor Bernie Kosar. Oh, God. Poor... Who was it? Ernest Biner? Oh, God. It was just terrible. Anyway. Yes, the Vegas Golden Knights, first time in their existence, they are not going to the playoffs. And I know a lot of people are taking glee in with that. And I'm just like, eh. But Jack Eichel, cursed locker room killer or room killer. What the fuck is going on with him? Did he piss in some God's eye? I I, I vote for, for, for pissed off a wizard. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. He pissed off Jeremy uh, Yager. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> oh, are you saying he's not one of Yaromir's kids? <laughs> he pissed off his dad. He's one of the ones that, that, that Yager disowned. Oh. But he hasn't. And also, when you're a time traveling dick wizard, I'm pretty sure you can go back and, like, retroactively not conceive a child. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. No longer your father. He's like, nope, sorry, Jack, your real father. He's like, your 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 mom your mom's husband's gonna be your father now, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, I am not your father. Anymore. Forever, because I'm a time traveling dick wizard, so causality means nothing. <laughs> uh, th- that was the interesting thing this week. I, I'm not taking glee with the fact that they're not in the playoffs. I kinda don't care. Um but I'm not going to take glee with it because uh... a lot of people are really happy and like I get it because even as someone who leans cat GM, they're a little too much of the platonic ideal of cat GM and it's a little appalling to watch. Okay, yeah, I, I still yep. kind of like them. So yeah. no, it's fine. You you can like them. I I'm not taking glee with this. I told you I'm just like okay, you know they'll they'll figure a way out of this thing next year, but they might have to shed some of their front office and coaching people. So. I don't know. I mean, so far, the only coaching um, decision I've heard is that Blaisdell, Blaisdell, whatever his name is, is, is fired in uh, Detroit. So I mean, it was long overdue, but like now it's like, OK, they're actually going to be trying to be competitive next year. So what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. So I think they, I thought he signed an extension last year, though. So, oops. It was one year with an option and the team's not picking it up because it's because it was a non-renewal, not a firing. Right. OK. All right. Well, then that's it. All right. I, I that was a guess. The last the, the bit about the, the, the option. But mm. <laughs> OK, I'll admit that I only heard this news from my husband who read it to me from Twitter last night while we were waiting for our table at a Mexican restaurant. So ah. that's how I got my news source. So. All right. So he's out in Detroit and it'll be interesting to see what comes down the line soon or not soon but we're not really here to talk about all of that we're here to talk about the Bruins and that is what we're going to do by golly so in the last couple of weeks it's been the dying days of the regular season which means that the Bruins played like seven games or something right 
And the team looked on the ice almost at all at almost all times. Like even they didn't want to be there. <laughs> and it's hard to blame them. Well, I mean, you know, they did pretty good, uh, pretty pretty well. Uh, let's see, uh, against the Blues, at the Blues, I should say, they won in overtime. Uh, thank you, Charlie McAvoy. I was going to look at that that goal again, but I totally forgot to. But McAvoy from Debraskin Coil. They continued their terrible power play ways. In fact, it wouldn't be until the game against Buffalo that they would straighten that out. It ended up being 39 straight power plays without a goal, which is, regardless of whether how much you want to say, oh, it's because they don't have pasta. That's still unfathomable. Yeah. (laughs) It's just terrible. It's terrible. Um, so then they went and lost against, uh, the, the, or at the Penguins. Um, not much to say there. Four to nothing. The team had nothing uh, going there. That's fine. Now, keep in mind, no pasta, no Lindholm, no Olmark at this point. But the next game against the Rangers, it was a win, 3-1, which restored my faith in humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even want to watch that game, but I was like, you know what? I, I want to watch this game because the guys are back. Got to see my new, my l- new love on defense. I got to see him again. Um, and I'll be honest with you. It was hard to even track when he was on the ice because, you know, everything just went so smoothly. Um, so that was a good win. Three to one. Pasta was back. Of course he scored. Um, Lindholm was back and uh, Ulmark came back as well. Um, so, Really good. Good win. 3-1. Made me feel like, okay, the Bruins have something. And then the next night, they went to the Habs. And they had none of the guys that they brought back the day before because they were all having maintenance days and stuff. Why travel? Who cares? It's against the Habs. The Habs are terrible this season. Um, I mean, they still let the Habs score three goals, but they also won 5-3, so... (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, two of their two of the goals were on power plays, and one of the the um, uh, yeah, they were both on power plays. One was a delay of game power play. Mm. Okay, well, I mean, you still got to kill them, but you know. <laughs> yeah, the other one was a stupid uh, Frederick unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that led to that power play. Ah, oh, water sweat, you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um. But the best thing about that game, I mean, first of all, I, you know, I don't care what you feel about the Habs and how much your hatred lies uh, within you. They they know how to do tributes and and um, pregame ceremonies and all of that stuff. They know how to do that stuff really well. That was all done very well. The 10 minutes standing ovation, all of that was wonderful. Uh, you know, it hurts to lose a, a franchise hero. Uh and uh, and that really sucks that Guy Lafleur passed away. Um, but they they really honored him that night, and 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 good for them. Good good on the Habs for that. So that being said, the best part of this whole game was when Mike Hoffman slashed in quotation marks. <laughs> he backjacked and he slashed Eric Howla. Yeah, that'll teach my coffin to back check. (laughs) There was no slashing. There was none. But Howell got a penalty shot for that. No, because on the recap, there was like, that definitely, Hoffman only touched the puck. That's Mm -hmm. that's, that's perfectly fair game. (laughs) Eric Howell 
I think it was his first penalty shot. He he over strode it but did not touch the puck. Went back, got the puck, just kind of casually got the puck. And I think the goaltender who I cannot remember what his name was. It was not Allen, it was some other was guy. Montembeau? Yes, that's the name. He uh I think he was just like, "Oh, well, he touches the puck. He's there's going to be no sh- no shot here." And what do you know? Eric Hollis scores a goal. And that was the Meanwhile, apparently thing. other teammates had spent invested energy the next day in explaining to uh to Howla why why it was <laughs> Marshawn's attempt from a couple years ago where of course Marshawn overskated the puck but unfortunately clipped the aforementioned puck and that was that. <laughs> with yeah, with the heel of his blade. Um I remember it. And I loved how like it happened in Philly and Gritty has brought it up at least once. <laughs> <laughs> The shoe? <laughs> so, yes. So it was different from Marshans. Howla never touched the puck. They reviewed it. We've seen the footage so many times. It was just hilarious, the whole thing. I mean, it was such a moment to have into the hapless Habs of the 21-22 season. So, oh, man. Mike Hoffman, don't back check. It's yep. not your Turns thing. out even when you do the right thing, you just just doesn't go out for you just just do my coffin things i guess (laughs) yeah yeah um and then okay so on the 26th the panthers came to town we had pasta we had lindholm we had uh i believe um and the bruins won that game four to two which again restores my faith in the bruins one thing that was troubling from the game was we had a last second goal in yeah. the first. Yeah. It was a power play goal, too. The circumstances were that Forbert and Hornquist were in the box. So it was four on four. Um, They were in the box. So you've got one of your penalty killers in the box. And then Carlo went for slashing at 1950. In the box. Two of your best penalty killers are in the box. Okay? And last minute goal. Last second goal. Um, Not great, but the Bruins bounced back from that. I mean, they had already scored. Well, I mean, well, yeah, it was two to two by by the end of the first. Um, So it wasn't terrible. Hornquist matching penalty, actually, like, I don't really understand why that was the extent of the penalties there, because, like, Thornton jumped a guy and yeah. like kind of and ripped our helmet off, right? Like that's supposed to be a penalty, an automatic penalty now. But it's Thornton, so nah. You know what? It's late in the season, and who knows what the fuck the refs are doing. But I'm just thinking, it's like a few weeks ago, like you know, Frederick gave a, ended up in the box for exactly that. <laughs> it, you know, it all it's all on what what officials see or what they decide to do. So. I don't understand how it happened. I'm just trying to say that two penalty killers that you needed were in the box at the same time. Not great. Not a great thing. Uh, But the Bruins overcame that because the Panthers never scored again. And it was wonderful. And we all loved it. Do you guys catch how excited, how unreasonably excited Jack was over Marshy's empty netter? Well, Marshy's, he has not scored in a long time. 
It was oh, like, I, and I and I recognize that, but like Jack, but Jack just lost his mind. I'm like, dude, it's not like it's an overtime winner. Fuck sakes, it's an empty netter at a game that we're already leading. Well, I'm like, so I, I think I've been on this on the record on this podcast saying I'm not I'm not a fan of G- Jack Edwards. I have flip flopped. I'm now a fan. Um, and because I just decided, you know what? Let me enjoy the chaos and homerism of Jack Edwards. And it's a lot of fun. And I oh, and I he, love those things about Jack. It's just like, but, he's just not a good play-by-play guy. Oh, no, he's he's so bad, he's good. Um, and I will say, if you are not a Bruins fan, um, if you are just a general hockey fan, there's no way you can watch a Bruins game with Jack on. There's no way. No way. I mean, but I'll say the same thing about half of other teams' home broadcasts. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, 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 you live in you live in North Carolina. You you what you you your local team had the privilege of having John Forslund as their play-by-play, which is like really like anytime I heard a call someone from Carolina come on, it's like, well, yeah, because you have the best guy in the fucking league. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, again, kind of growing up, like, why can't Jack Edwards be like him? Like, oh, I didn't realize because John Forslund's the the best um <laughs> and now he's in seattle but like you listen to like a pen a pittsburgh home broadcast for oh, example God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Sigerwald's the worst like much worse than jack like in terms of homerism except he's a boring homer <laughs> detroit's are pretty bad there's like those put you to sleep um buffalo's actually pretty good but he's retired now i know yeah <laughs> you know the real shame here is that the Golden Knights poached the good play-by-play guy from the Bruins, Dave Gosher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy is fun. And I'm not just saying that because he's from Rhode Island. Oh. Okay. He's, re- he's very good. He's got a good voice. He is even keeled, but he still gets excited about goals. The iconic calls from the 2011 Cup run are all Gosher, not Bergeron, Jack. Bergeron, Bergeron. <laughs> That's Gosher. Yeah. Uh, the building is vibrating some uh, kosher too, isn't it? Or is that? Uh... <laughs> isn't get the duck boats ready him too? Yes, yes. yes. So yes. like, yeah, everything is, yeah, gosh. Yeah, gosher, really good. Um, and what was really fun was he used to play around with the morning guys on ninety eight point five. So they would have him do a bit like uh, he's going to call the play by play on the volleyball scene from Top Gun. <laughs> oh my god. So good. So good. So any like sporting events in movies from the 80s, they would have him do the play by play on them. Just genius. So that, you know, it's like, so you got a guy who's good at calling, who, who is also fun and entertaining and has good humor. And from Rhode Island. Oh my God. The, The one broadcast that it was him and Boucher. And it's like, after a while, it's like, you know, it was a game on NBC Sports. It was not really exciting. And I think uh, the one team that was going to win was going to win by a, a fair amount. So they just started talking about Rhode Island things. I'm like, I am in love with this broadcast. It was so great. That's the shame. That's the shame. He should be our play-by-play guy on TV. Mm-hmm. That's the guy. You know, you can go back and his his name is spelled G-O-U-C-H-E-R, Gosher, Dave Gosher. He's on Twitter. He's a good follow. He's he's a good guy. And uh, if you want to listen to any of his calls, you know, his iconic calls or any calls, 
you can find him uh, on the internet. Well, like, and you know, the thing he's good enough. He's good enough that he made the uh, periodically made the guest rotated guest national uh, broadcast when he was still on NBC, right? So, mm-hmm. yep, and um, he will do the guest syndicated uh, call on the radio from time to time. Uh, that isn't uh, it's it's not Vegas. So he did the Bruins one from sometime last week. Um, mm. He was doing the call. He was back in town doing that. So oh, it's partly because like I think Surratt was out with uh, COVID. Um, no, no, they had um, they didn't have Gosher fill in. They had um, Ryan, Ryan Johnston. Johnston. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but it, yeah, no. There, there's like a there's a team for some syndicated thing that will call games it was like uh micheletti and gosher on that one call so um so anyway my point is is that he's good you know that's the guy that they should have tried to hire he he's great on the radio he's great on tv just i love gosher so i will say i do appreciate nick's stance of it's so bad it's good (laughs) because i i had something similar happen to me this weekend where I hated the Bucks' first draft pick so much. He's now my favorite player. There you go. So yeah, said, like my, my problem with Jack is that you sometimes just have like a minute and a half where he just doesn't say jack shit, or he just wanders off into the woods and says nonsense for like ten minutes without actually commenting on the game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and Brick doesn't really do enough to to, to course correct him sometimes. Oh, not at all. No, um, no. <laughs> my favorite bits though, and Jack Edward just goes on and on about some horrible play that just occurred. And then Brick was like, actually, uh, I think it's just offsides. No, that was a good hit. I don't know why people are going after him. <laughs> that, I mean, it's Brick, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite bit. Of course, it got worse. Jack's wandering into the woods got worse with COVID when they weren't actually at games. Oh my God. It was, that was, that was awful. Okay. So bad. There's a trick that I learned accidentally when they are not at the games, when he says that pictures and sounds are originating from blah, blah, blah. And that means that they're in the Watertown studio. There's a button on my remote. That's called, uh, it's a, it's a letter D and what it does is it turns off the overlay of sound. So all you hear are rink sounds. Rink oh, sounds and nice. stadium sounds. No call. We did that for a while because I was just my I had had enough of, of Jack with the away calls. I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, but we found out by accident, I guess one of us like dropped the remote or something or touched the remote in a weird way and the sound wouldn't come on. You know, and it also worked for for commercials too. So you wouldn't hear the commercials. <laughs> Only some commercials, but not. I need this uh, special you know. D remote. Yeah, so it's like uh, on my cable remote. It was it, I we I found out one day that when I pressed D, I could affect that. So I was like, oh, the game's on. Going to turn off the sound because I I want to just hear the the ring. Now it doesn't. It didn't work for home games, and uh, it didn't work for the games where they actually traveled to the site. So does it work for other sports? I do not know. You might have to check Tim. Oh, or I I'll have to check. Okay. That's it. Right. Okay. Uh, I'll check because that would be a wonderful thing because sometimes, you know what, one of the things I love about going to the game, you know, besides seeing the game and seeing it in a different way 
is I love rink sounds. I love rink sounds. I love arena sounds. I love, you know, hearing the roar of people, you know, you can hear it better than when you have somebody overlaying that sound. So anyway, overlaying that sound. All right. We need to talk about this game. It's okay. Buffalo. And I know we are not in the business of talking about Buffalo. <laughs> okay. Although they may play fun and good hockey soon or now. And Jeff's... No, 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 no. Fun now. Good. Not at all. No. Okay. <laughs> wow. He, did, did you hear that? His microphone allowed him to say that. That's amazing. It's the B word. Okay. That's why. Okay. All right. It didn't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was not going to watch this game. I was like, I'm, you know, it's penultimate game. I just, I don't know if I care. I don't know. And then Ben said, hey, you want to go to the game tonight? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, those. <laughs> I'm not going to watch this game. You want to go to the game? Yes, I yeah. do. <laughs> now. A couple weeks ago, I don't know if I told you this, but a couple weeks ago, I happened to buy me a new jersey. And I don't know if you happen to notice that. You got to look. Oh, oh. I'm, I'm listening. That's a C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be a, a Bergeron jersey. With right? the C. Looks good. Yep, yep. I got this a couple weeks ago because I, I treated myself. I said, I need to get one of these just in case. We're not talking about the bad thing that could happen, but I need to get one of these. And I was so thoroughly confused by looking for this online that I said, fuck it, go into the pro shop, just buying one. Right? Tried it on, got it. That thing is fucking comfortable. It is warm. It fits well. It is so good. It is made out of recycled materials. It is so great. I love this thing. I spent a lot of money on it, but I looked at it as like a shared expense between Glenn and I because Glenn could wear this jersey as well. Or I could also just say, it's my birthday and I bought it. So anyway, don't care. Bought it. Needed to do it. That's a fucking lucky jersey because I wore it on, Friday, on Thursday night. What happened on Thursday night, guys? It wasn't just the Bruins beat the the Sabres five to nothing, and that Olmar got his first shutout in a Bruins sweater, right? It wasn't Which, just like, that. Blew my mind when I saw. That's it. like he didn't have any other shutouts this no. season. No, really. No. Swayman <laughs> had three, but he did not. So he had none. And it, oh, by the way, the best fucking goalie hug of the year. Did you see it? Yes. Did you watch it on repeat? Oh my god. I was like, I saw it happen and I'm like, I'm going to go home and watch that a million times. Right? Because it was the best goalie hug. So anyway. Okay. What happened in that game, guys? The power play broke through. Not once, but twice. Right? And we'll talk about those circumstances in a minute. But my man Bergeron, whose sweater I was wearing... Got his eighth ever hat, hat trick, scored goals 398, 399, and 400 in a Bruins uniform. Ulmark stopped 37 pucks. 37. It's and like. Bruce that... got outshot, which 
which is not a common thing here. Score effects, I'm sure, but like, they, you know. I do not think that you are listening to me. My jersey is lucky. We we need you at all the, all the games now. Guaranteed hat trick, four hundred goals. <laughs> it took him to twenty five. Took him to twenty five goals on the season, which was his um I think was it seventh season of twenty five or, or goals or more. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, seven. Is it his third in a row? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, he only had twenty three goals last season. Darn. But I suppose that 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 obviously projects above because he only played fifty four games. True. I was just hoping because for the three and seven theme. <laughs> and and Pasta scored his fortieth of the season. Uh, it was a power play goal. Um, which now let's talk about the really fun part of this game. Other than all of that wonderful lucky jersey stuff, right? Okay, ready. Bergeron scores his 24th goal and Buffalo challenged for offsides. Okay. Um, Buffalo lost that challenge and uh, the Bruins didn't score on the resulting power play. Okay, fine. But then in the third, Pasta scores on a power play. Buffalo challenges again. They lose again. And I've, this is the first time I've ever seen this. In fact, I don't even think Ben's even seen this because Ben does not understand what's going on. And we had to have somebody who was sitting next to Ben explain to us because Buffalo challenged again and they lost again. It was a double minor. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing either. I I didn't either, but I like it. It's a good rule. It is a good rule. Remember how we used to talk about the coach's challenge was like, there wasn't, uh, oh, so you're going to threaten to take away their timeout. Oh, boo-hoo. And then they made it like a bench penalty. It was like, so now you can keep you can keep challenging and you can keep losing and you can keep tacking on time. So the question is, if it happens a third time, is it a triple minor? It's a bench major penalty. Is it a triple minor or is it just an immediate dismount or, or is it the GM calls down to the bench and say and, and appoints one of the assistant coaches uh, acting acting coach? <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you're going to abuse the system like that, you should just get tossed out of the game, you know? Um, but anyway, yeah. So so Hall scored on the power play after that. Um so it was just, but it was like, it blew my mind. I didn't know. I came home. I was all excited about the game. I, I asked Glenn because Glenn didn't watch the game. He saw the first period and he was just like, Ugh, she's going to regret going to this game. And then, you know, turned off the game and watched whatever he wanted to watch. So I came home. I'm very excited telling him about the game. And then I'm like, honey, what do you think happens when a coach unsuccessfully challenges a second time? And he goes, um, is it a five minute penalty? I said, you're close. It's a double minor. And we learned that that night. I've never seen it before. I, I don't, I don't know if it's happened before, but man, oh man, Don Granado, his, you know, his video staff, they need to goodbye. <laughs> Mm, yeah. <laughs> so that was that game. It was Buffalo. I can understand if you didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to watch it until I went to the game, brought my lucky jersey. All these wonderful things happened. Learned about the double minor. 
it's great when you can go and learn things too, right? And then I don't even think the last game's worth talking about because I have it, one thing I would like to mention about that game that just really irked me. Toronto challenging um, the second Boston goal. Oh, Nick like, They were leading by two four. What they were leading four one. It was the third. I, only reason I can see bothering to challenge that goal, and yes, it was unambiguously offsides. That's neither here nor there. It was vindictiveness because it was it was it was Felino's for a milestone point for, for for Nick Felino, a former Leaf who you know, let's face it, didn't really work out for them at all. Um, no, but he was happy to be there. Yeah, you know what? If you haven't figured this out before, I'm gonna just let you know now. The Leafs are dicks. Uh, yeah. They're dicks. Mm, checks every, out. Everybody in that organization is a dick. Okay? Whether they're syphilitic, I don't know. But they're dicks. I, I hope none of them are um, allergic to penicillins. <laughs> <laughs> Counterpoint, I hope they all are. <laughs> <laughs> I love this point counterpoint. This is really great. <laughs> um yeah, that was uh that was a dick move. Can we just say it? Dick move. Um and it came from the Leafs. Not a surprise, dick move. The Leafs were playing almost their full roster except for the top line. <laughs> and the Bruins were like, ah, we'll keep half we're our defense. Gonna roll one of our top six forwards. And uh, one top four defenseman, thanks. Yeah. No. And no. how did Leafs fans respond to this? The Bruins are afraid of the Leafs. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh. That's definitely I, I, it. I, I, I really wonder what it is. Is like, like, don't get me wrong. Sports fandom makes you dumb. Very dumb across the, the board. Bruins. This is not. This is not a controversial point. Leafs fandom just like really rots one's brain, though. We're talking Swiss fucking cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's more like the worm to brain ratio is skewed heavily in favor of the fucking worms at that point. <laughs> uh, the Bruins were playing the Leafs and getting beat by the Leafs, and I still wanted the Leafs matchup. Yeah. Again, I'm just sick of them, so I'm I'm happy that like. And to be fair, like Tampa did their best to try to ensure that they, to, to get out of the whole Leafs thing, but the Bruins, Boston's like, nah, guys, you you can handle them this year. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Tampa give Tampa allowing Chara to score a goal in the last like two minutes of probably his last NHL game, which was, was very respectful of them, and I appreciate that. See, <laughs> as much as I don't like Tampa, at least they're not dicks. Not complete dicks. Some no. uh, dicky, but not and that complete dicks. Line at the end of the game was was lovely too. Everyone on ice, both teams, um, uh, shaking Chara's hand. It's like it's a known thing. I mean, it should have happened last year. He shouldn't have played this year. It was ugly, but. As, as someone who converses with Tampa fans quite regularly, they're still quite dicks. And I like them because, like, we're the fan of one, the same one team together. But holy shit, they can be dicks when it comes to other teams. I mean, back-to-back cups, they're going to have a certain, you know, arrogance. They're respectful dicks. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Again, there, there's there's a certain earned arrogance, but like eh. <laughs> they're respectful dicks. I'm gonna that's that's what I'll say because they understand Chara and his greatness, but they're still dicks. What what's the um the what did uh, Peter Quill say uh, to qualify himself in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? 
I'm a wait, I'm an uh, I'm an asshole, but I'm not a complete dick, or is I'm a dick? I'm not, I am not a one hundred percent. I am not one hundred percent a dick. Yes, <laughs> Do you believe yeah. this? Uh yes. I don't think anyone's one hundred percent a dick. <laughs> Thank you, John C. Riley. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, look, uh, I'm glad that Chara is being realistic now. He he tried. He really, really tried. Uh, it still breaks my heart that we didn't really get to see him out the right way. I mean, um, like, he hasn't made a decision yet, but of course he's headed back to Boston. He's been with his family. He says, be a dad. And it's like, what? It, it's like, hey, he, he he's going to technically retire, bro. And there's no fucking way he doesn't, you know, sign one of those one day contracts, right? But if I were a Bruin, uh, if I were Bruins management, I would find a way to get him a job, get him something in the organization because he's good. He's good for you. Everybody loves him. Well, it's just a comes like, well, okay, Z, what do you want to do? Or, A, do you want a job? And if so, what do you want to do? Do you want to be a branded, to hang out with Tuka, be a brand ambassador? It doesn't really sound like his style. Um, <laughs> do you no, want a front Do you want a development coach job? What do you want, right? Like, name it, and and name it and your price. <laughs> Strength and conditioning. Oh, yeah. All his journals he kept with all of his... Um, training and stuff like that oh yeah that future that future sports medicine phd thesis yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah roughly I mean... roughly an hour ago chara posted on his instagram a oh. very 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 long thank you note to the islanders and it sounds a lot like a retirement post huh okay but is it technically one no but it's it's okay well it is saying i'm not going to be an islander next season but it is not saying more than that <laughs> right well to be fair i wouldn't want to be an islander next season either so i, don't I just hope him. like he doesn't i hope lou doesn't offer him some incredible job and then he ends up working for the islanders for a while that'd be a bummer uh, you know i gotta tell you i think that char is lucky that they didn't make it to the playoffs because can you imagine char without a playoff beard don't like that don't like that no. Don't no, like that at all. all. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was not a marriage made in heaven. Um look, you know what? We'll let's revisit the Zidano Chara thing when we know. Okay, that we can properly, you know, talk about it. But uh right now it's just speculation based on a lot of very telling information, but circumstantial still. We need to talk about the Bruins matchup in round one. Which is the Carolina Hurricanes. So honestly, like, I know the season went bad. They don't scare me. At all, to be honest. You're jumping the gun, Jeff. I'm trying to bring it out of you. How do you feel about this? I'm not scared. I know you said that. Anderson's currently broken and also, like, um... If I was an Islanders fan, I wouldn't trust Frederick Anderson against the Bruins in the playoffs. I mean, you mean Kane's fan? Kane's, whatever they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you said Whalers, that would have been really funny. <laughs> I mean, that would have been like worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 
I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. The Hurricanes are really good. Um, however, if you look at two of the Bruins' losses to the Canes this year, they the the big blowout losses. Of course, they were all close to it. Um, one of them, Tuka Rask started, and um, we know how that went for Tuka. Um, and the other one was uh, the the Bruins were missing Bergeron and Marchand. And then the first game, which I was actually at, is at Carolina. Uh, the Bruins weren't themselves yet. It was early in the season. They were still trying to figure things out. Um, and they, I think, lost 4 nothing that game. So happy I spent tickets on that one, and for me and all my friends and family. But anyway, uh, I think this is going to be a, a seven-game series. Uh, but the Bruins that played Carolina this year are not the Bruins going into the playoffs. And that's a good thing. For Bruins fans. Yeah, the last game that they played against Carolina was that that game I sat through. Um where they lost six nothing. Um and uh that was before the trade deadline. So mm-hmm. that was nope. nope. Official, no Frederick Anderson tomorrow night, so it is will be probably presumably be anti Ranta um for game one. Okay. Um, um Brenda Moore said uh uh, Anderson went out and touched the ice, which again, I, uh, does he like, did he skate on it or did he just go out there and like give it a high five or a low five? I want to know just more fall... about touching the ice. Did he smack his face on it? I mean, yeah. you know, uh, well, yeah, Anderson, well, yeah, um, Anderson was listed as week to week. The last time I checked on cap friendly, uh, player statuses. So, um, and he's been like that for a couple weeks, I guess. How do I feel about this? I'm of two minds, of course, because that's how I usually go. On the one hand, uh, yeah, they've been living in my head because I saw that debacle, that last game, uh, the banner raising ceremony, and oh, God, it was painful. And Tuca, I was so excited to see Tuca, and we all know that Tuca got hurt uh, or was not feeling it, and that was rushing well, basically headlong into the end of his career. Uh, so like I'm, I saw that in person. It was not a game that I enjoyed at, in any way after the ceremony. And, um, you know, knowing that Carolina outscored them 16 to one and knowing that all of this happened before the team really found itself. I get it. That's why I'm of two minds because I know that this team is different now. You know, that, that Lindholm cleans up things on the back end. Excuse me, that Olmark in that game against the Rangers, I finally saw Olmark be the player I wanted him to be, right? He was athletic. He was uh, tracking the puck really well. He only let in one goal, you know? Um, that's what I wanted to see, you know? Um, he was good the other night, too, when I saw him again. Um, so I know that this Bruins team is different but i'm worried about some things okay and maybe you can help me through this um one i'm worried that the third line needs to do more than it's been doing lately i'm worried remember the third line and any team is not there to do store do anything besides score from time to time but when they shut down the top two lines the third line's gonna rise up they don't have the depth to shut down two rolling lines like that. They only have one Jacob Slavin. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, I worry. 
I worry. Worry isn't necessarily based in real world things. I'm just saying that I, I just worry about some of these things. I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I believe yet. I need to get through this first round. Okay. And I, I don't know. Um, but I'm also worried about that last minute of the period scoring. Yeah. That's a big problem. Big problem. Especially when you have scory types on the other side. You know? The only thing I'm confident in saying about this series is it's going to be a long series. That's the only thing I'm confident in. Okay. Okay. Um, of course, Nick's got tickets for game two. Game two and... More than likely, if it if there's a game five, I'll probably be at that one with my uh with my dad. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, did you guys do your brackets? I did. Oh, I haven't done it yet. No. Ah, Tim, you got to do it. Nick, I joined. I just haven't okay. actually filled it well, out. By uh, I, um... I named my bracket wrong now, wronger later. Okay, that's oh, that's you. <laughs> I am um. Insert clever hockey pun. <laughs> I think uh, I'll probably call it bagels and toast. A lot of bread. It's a, it's a lot of carbs there, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm just Tim. <laughs> it should I'm be just be Tim. Just Tim. I don't just remember Tim. what I named it. If I even did name it. Okay. All right. Well. We have until 7 p.m. on Monday, which is tomorrow, um, and likely by the time this comes out today, um, to get your brackets all finished up and and stuff. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I I tend to um, do poorly in the brackets because I do a mixture of the head and the heart and whatever, and sometimes I separate those out. I sacrificed... I sacrificed the Bruins in this bracket to make them go further. I said Bruin. Uh, I said, I'm sorry, Canes in six. You can hate me all you want. But if it's going to make the Bruins win this series, I'll be glad to be wrong. I'm with you. Normally, I, I do these brackets. The Bruins always like always going all the way. Uh, I'm going to try to vote with my brain. So don't do that much. Are the canes in my head? Yes. If you were there and you saw that game, even with all the stuff I know after that game, I still just, I'm, they're in my head and I can't help it. Again, though, I mean, like all three games, though, early season clusterfuck, Tukarask meltdown, Missing the two most important players on forward. Eh. Okay. All right. All right. My point is we genuinely have no idea how these teams match up. That's right. A lot has changed. I'm well, picking I went with the, the Bruins. Bruins. I'm picking the Bruins. Yep, I did it. Screw, did screw, screw my head. Put my heart and my gut. Yep. Bruins. That's what I did. I'm the bagel Bruin. I'm just him. Okay. Well, I'm going to sacrifice my bracket for this, guys. Okay? 
That's how it goes. I think that's what happened in 2019. I sacrificed my bracket. I wonder if I can see how wrong I can be. That is a fun way. But did I tell you that this year I actually have um, Stanley Cup replicas to get give away? I got I, I, I ordered from Etsy. I ordered a couple of uh, 3D printed Stanley Cups. That's very exciting. Yeah. So I will send one to the winner of each league that I'm doing. And then I will keep one and mark the name in that way. We know. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I, I, look, I don't want to be a negative Nelly. I want this team to do really well. I want to see more of Lindholm because we've seen so little of him in comparison to what we should have. Three weeks of injury will do that. I want fun hockey. I mean, it's playoffs. It's just, I, Olmark, how is he going to do in the playoffs? I don't know. I mean, it's literally like, no one knows. There are precisely zero data points because exactly. Buffalo. Oh yeah. Do we want to, it's probably gonna be a short conversation, but I, I think Olmark's our starter. Of course. Oh, that's, that seems to be like a done thing. Like every Bruins writers, like it's Olmark. Every time, every time Cassie says, well, we don't know yet. I mean, like Ludo's like, it's Olmark. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm fine with that. That's good. Um, he, he earned it. He played a lot better at the end of the season um it it takes a lot to move from a team and and figure its shit out you know what i mean so that's fine if ulmar can play like he did in that rangers game and that sabers game right where sabers game he just wasn't letting out the rebounds right ben called him sticky right if he can be like he was in those two games then we're going to be great Okay, I I hope that whatever was ailing Lindholm is not a nagging thing. Um, I hope that Pasta just his was he had an oblique injury by the way, an oblique injury. So duct tape but the being fuck that out specific of him. Now means it's probably pretty much better. Yeah, but duct tape the fuck out of him, I guess. They well, can... and the thing thing though is you know even if he's not playing at a hundred percent, we the difference he makes in Hall's play. I think is all the difference there. And but Hall and Howla, Hall and Howla are, are even if Pasta is only running at fifty percent, they're clearly both going to be a good, go be be cruising along tickety boo, right? So, oh my God, Howla has fucking turned it on, has he not? I mean, and then to I tried have... to tell you, I tried to tell you, <laughs> Tim, you were so right. Tim, you were so right. You were right. Why? And I tried to tell you about Umar too. I said beginning of the year. <clears throat> the two guys I'm championing, championing are Ulmark and Howla. Look how they ended up. Hold You're me. right, Tim. You're right. You're right. Sorry, Tim. There, you have to understand for the fact that you were right on these two. You were so wrong on others. <laughs> on almost every other time, too, to be perfectly honest, Tim. <laughs> and the only time like, I was like, right, like, it went is, against the This is a blind squirrel finding a nut situation, Tim. <laughs> I mean... But, he was right. The only other time that I was right, it went against the Bruins. So this time, it's nice to be on this side of it. <laughs> At least this one made sense too. Like that other time you were right made no sense. Like you had no business being right saying that. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other time? 
That was the Bobby Ryan. The Bobby Ryan. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Tim, you fucking screwed us. <laughs> Bobby Ryan's parents didn't even believe what I was saying. <laughs> like, I, I really. Bobby Ryan's, Bobby Ryan's collection of Maine Coons believed what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has Maine Coons. Man's yeah, got some beefy cats. Yeah, he's oh, got some cats. God, I love those cats. Those cats are just endless, like, oh, just so needy. So I did name my bracket just him. When I tried to name it in the other league, just him, it said it's already taken. So I can only name it just him in one of them. Oh, yeah, so you can only one... have one bracket with that name. You can use the bracket in multiple leagues. Why you oh. can do that, I don't know. But yeah. You... But but you can only have one bracket attached to your name with the same bracket name. So I have just him and just Timo. Oh, <laughs> Dino, Timo. Um. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. Oh. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Tim. You were right. You were very very right. I'm a bigger person. I can say that. It's okay. I mean, like for me, it's like basically you give me a, a defenseman who's six foot four and taller, and I'm just like, ah, I want. Except for Josh Brown, that's. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta at least play. <laughs> for me, it's are are you are you a third or fourth liner, or are you from Scandinavia? Okay. Jim, <laughs> have fun saying your name. can he make a pun from your name yeah yeah we all have our very specific things i guess (laughs) and mine i can't understand (laughs) because they're from scandinavia don't know what they're saying (laughs) by the way i this week just out of curiosity i was at the game and i was like oh there's a stoppage of play they're scraping the ice whatever i wanted to look up the name hampus which is actually pronounced hampus hampus uh hampus is a uh it's a swedish and hebrew name that means uh like merciful light as someone that's going through the process of selecting baby names i just automatically roll my eyes at that what name means because like nah it's a name <laughs> well i'm gonna tell you something right now just trust I, me they all they all, all of them come with these fucking definitions like it does not mean that that's bullshit <laughs> i have been blessed or cursed with two first names that mean pure okay one comes from the latin one comes from the greek they both mean pure and i was like where is the evil like I feel like they missed a middle uh, a name there, so I could be pure pure evil. You know what I mean? It's, you know, double positives maybe being a negative, like double negative is a positive. I know that's not how that, but uh, it'd be nice. <laughs> Instead, my name is pure pure carpenter, and I can barely swing a hammer. Um, <laughs> my name means something like if it gets like a slight little scratch. <laughs> Uh, by the way i just wanted to (laughs) mine is from the new testament greek personal name timotheos from greek timo 
meaning honor, and theos meaning God. So honor God. I don't believe that shit. religious too <laughs> i mean kind of but like there's zero chance my name means that <laughs> well oh, okay now i need to know what jeffrey means it's derivative from the german gottfried which means hope oh i got uh oh gottfried huh mm. um I, I got it it means divine peace yes Hope. All right, getting back to Hampuslin home, because you know I want to talk about him. Um, I took this from Matt Porter's article in the the uh, Globe from the other day about him, and uh, you know he was talking about the partnership between Lindholm and McAvoy, with both of them signed through twenty thirty. Okay. And it may not be solely because McAvoy, widely considered one of the NHL's best defensemen, is elevating Lindholm's game. I'm a guy that wants to be known for making guys better, Lindholm said after arriving in Boston in Mar in a March 19th trade with Anaheim. I think any team I come to is going to be a better team. I know I'm going to make a difference. How do you like that? The other day we were talking about McAvoy in our group chat, right? And there was some concern that, you know, um, I had made a comment about Lindholm making McAvoy better, right? Uh, this is before I read this article. Um, I was just like, you know, I think that McAvoy is going to have better shots, a uh, better shot at the Norris with a, a firm pairing partner, okay? Uh, it wasn't Forbert. I mean, Grizzlick is fine and stuff, but you got to really commit to making that happen. But now we have Lindholm, who they seem to work out really well, right? And I know that we were, you know, one of us was, one of our friends was concerned about, uh, well, McAvoy's good enough. He doesn't need somebody to make him better. I'm like, <laughs> you know, it, the perception, I guess, of that, right, on the outside, that McAvoy needs somebody to make him better. And I'm just like, it's a team sport. They all need each other to make each other better, Right. I mean, we seem to think about mm -hmm. things as like, you know, everybody's isolated in a bubble. But I'm just glad that Lindholm is like his purpose here is like, I'm just gonna, I'm here to make people better. And I'm like, I love it. That's great attitude. And he knows that he can. He can make a difference. So it's like he's like humble, like I'm going to make everybody better um, or I can make this guy better. But I know that I can make him better. OK, it's like a confident. It's a it's a, a confident self-centered yet team-centered attitude it's like it's a win-win-win um sort of self-centered usually has a bad meaning to it but um especially in the NHL where if you say I you're chastised um but no I like that attitude I'm a good you player know, I'm gonna make this team better and I will do what the team wants like wow that's good so that that um athletic one of those athletic paid um, uh, stories I shared was this week this past week the week before that um, uh do are the playoffs in fact heavier. One of the points they made is that Grizzly seems to be one of these players who even in the 2019 run the playoffs don't he his numbers crater. I just hadn't occurred to me this is a slight topic change here more just a case of like this is why we 
needed Lindholm. And even though, like, everyone said, well, the numbers said we didn't need more defense. It's like, well, this here's why. Is that there is tangible evidence that players of Grizzlick's ilk, and it isn't just Grizzlick, it's an assortment of other small of, of other smaller players, mostly defensemen, but not exclusively, who don't deliver in the playoffs. There is genuinely something about the playing style that's it, right? Right. And I think Lindholm's gonna be a very big deal because of that. Well, I still have some serious questions about the defensive personnel choices that Cassidy's making. Riley's not great shakes, but I don't think he's the seventh best defenseman in the system right now. He, he likes what Forbert and and Clifton are doing, and I am worried about the Clifton part of that because Clifton is so Cliffy Hockey giveth and Cliffy Hockey taketh away. I mean, if we get Cliffy Hockey from last playoffs, game on. Yeah, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe he really turns it on in the playoffs. You know? Yeah. Because um, Clifton was great during those two rounds, particularly once there was no actual defenseman left. He was still great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully that's that's what happens again. I mean, we all know that... Whereas, he, by, yeah. Whereas by comparison, Grizzly, when he was the last man standing, not good. <laughs> no. No. Um, well, I hate using cliches, but Cliffy does play a heavy game. Um, although, again, the the data that uh, Jeff you're referring to, it was real data, not players who play heavy. It's players who are heavy. But I wonder if that mentality works into Cliffy's favor for the playoffs, playing a uh, he, he he's an honorary beef boy. Well, yeah, you know, well, that's the thing is it's it's impo- almost impossible to quantify plays heavy unless you're just breaking out shots and blocks and like, you know, that gets you chased off the Internet. So, <laughs> I mean, blocks and hits rather. Right. So what do you so, expect yeah, you, your third pairing to do? I don't know. Have you read any of these uh, of the stats people? They genuinely seem to not really most of them genuinely seem to not get this. Honestly, they seem that to article think that was, there are only four the defensemen on any team. And honestly, like, that's one of the great things about that article is the one of the first times I've seen a stats person just straight up concede this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he also pointed to the numbers as like your the advanced stats for some for a bunch of these players. And a lot of them are true analytics darlings, you know, which Grizzly is. The others are like Sam Girard and Johnny Goudreau and others like that. And like. All of their playoff numbers relative to their regular season numbers over the last several seasons have not been great. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I, I'm just saying that I, I just it drives me up the freaking wall where it's like we're going to talk about like the stars of the teams and we're going to talk about like the, you know, the people who score a lot and whatever or and then we're not going to talk about other players that serve very specific roles. Right. Uh, hockey team can't just be made of all all of the the darlings there are other people there too who are good enough to be in the nhl by some standards right you know nick i hate to tell you you're not going to be in the nhl are you all right i'll survive okay all right well thanks but but, you know uh, let you down a little bit easy but i'm just saying like you know because somebody's in the nhl they they are 
there. They deserve to be there. We may not think they do, but they deserve to be there. And it, it like I, I just get frustrated with those articles because I understand, you know, like by a lot of criteria, there are some players that are way better than others, you know. And I get frustrated, too, when it's like we're just going to look at the Norris candidates and just go by how many points they scored. Right. That's fucking frustrating when, you know, it's like you, the other article you showed this week, uh, you shared with us this week was uh, about the top shutdown defensemen of the league, of which we had three in the top 10. Yes, we did. You know, I I don't even know very much about uh, Brodeen. Uh, but he's the top of the list, you know, which makes me at, honestly, he's on the wild. So, you know how I feel about that. But it makes me maybe want to watch his game. You know, see what he brings to the table. You know, Th- that's what those articles should be about. Yeah. They should be so that you see these correlations or they talk about these these players in certain terms and they give you all the these stats and stuff that yeah, well, well and what they used in this article were actually pretty three pretty superficial criteria right uh i think it was total minutes minutes against top competition and then um it was next goal i think it was 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 um uh, or shot or or shot attempts i think it was was high danger high danger chances i think mm-hmm. i think i can't remember exactly so limited, so limited um, list of, uh, of um, uh, criteria they used, but like. It brought out 128 defensemen. Yeah. Right. Um, so. Uh, so that's like half the defensemen in the league or something like that or something like that. It's in the vicinity of the equivalent of four defensemen per team. <laughs> right. Right. Well, to have three of the four that would meet the, the criteria in the top 10 is pretty damn good you know i'm also gonna guess the next bruin on the list was probably quite a ways down it but <laughs> yeah yeah so um but you know you had uh you had mcavoy and Grizzlick. were they in the top five or no mcavoy was two right Grizzlick was high in the next five and carlo was nine i think oh i thought he was 10 so, so it was like two six and nine i think or something like that or two six and ten yeah yeah, I mean, we knew that the Bruins were pretty defensively stingy, so uh, this is not surprising. Um, but got to get know, that power play going, and this. Team however, it did also really come with the caveat, and they, they acknowledged it too that like a uh, Carlo doesn't do other things. So it's just like he's great in this regard, but he will always rate badly by by war or whatever freaking all in stat you have because he um, is a. In a, in a, in offensive abyss. <laughs> yes, they they use the word uh, the terminology black offensive black hole. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, he tries. Yeah. He, he tries. really does. It's just it's just it's, that that particular talent isn't there, and that's fine. Look, you know, the other night they said something about him. He, he pinched a little bit. He toe picked. I'm like, this is Carlo. To know him is to love him, and you know that he's going to do this. Um, look. Hey, he had six goals this year, which was four less than I predicted. So he tried. Okay. Um, but anyway, I, I know that about him and that's okay. I love him. He's a good boy. But Lindholm, I, I'm excited about Lindholm. And Lindholm, again, is not like super offensive guy. Not super offensive guy. He is. Um, 
you know, shoring up the back end. They they did call him uh, in the article I read. Uh, he was once considered a uh, power play quarterback. So in Sweden. Uh, I was going to say in Sweden, because I'm just like, his time on the Ducks was with like Fowler and Vatanen, so that, doesn't, that wouldn't check out there. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I, I am looking forward to a full season of Lindholm next year. But right now I'm interested in what he can do now. And uh, I think he's going to make that defense better. Maybe the, the Bruins will take it to seven. Um, maybe they'll win in seven. I, I just... Right now, I feel like usually I'm an optimist and I'm just still going to say six for the Canes and I hope I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, game seven tickets, if you're curious, start at $114, including fees. So Bruins fans, if you're up for a road trip, you can be, you can say to yourself, well, that's a good deal. And all the Southerners are like, what the hell? This is like double regular season. What, what's going on here? Oh my God. Wouldn't it be so fucking funny, Nick? If I just flew down and went to Game Seven with you, I, I, uh, I and I, I would wear this jersey. I would wear my lucky jersey, and I will wear any jersey that you tell me to. Because I, that's that's the toughest thing about games. Which jersey am I wearing? Don't know. I usually I wear Carlo, but this one is so comfy. Is it the prime like green, green, uh, where I, they got so many new Jersey names out there. It's hard to keep track. This is the prime green. Yeah. Prime uh, green. Okay. I, I heard good things with, about them. Made with recycled materials. Um, so it's made with like plastic. Nice. It's very comfy. It's so warm. I mean, like usually I have to wear a long sleeve shirt underneath my Jersey because it's, it's a little cool. Nope. Not this one. Very warm. Love it. It's just the... so good. Classic thing for me going to game, hockey games in the summer or just wearing a hockey jersey in the summer. Um, shorts all day because, you know, it's, for instance, today it's going to be a high of uh, 82, which actually isn't too bad. 82 is very nice. Um, but if you're going to a hockey game, like, it's not going to wear your jersey all day wearing that thing. So you always, like, when the puck is dropped, that's when I put the jersey on, and I, which I think is, uh, when I, once I reach the stadium, uh, I still want to call it the RBC Center. My God, um, PNC Arena. Uh, when I enter the arena, that's when the jersey comes on. But I wear a Bruins t-shirt underneath, so people aren't confused who I'm rooting for. Have you ever seen a game at Bojangles Coliseum? Yes, I have. I absolutely have, actually. Um, I saw <laughs> games there back when the Charlotte Checker, the first go round of the Charlotte Checkers, were playing there. Back when they still had wooden seats. Oh, nice. nice. I've not do, do been people, there since they renovated it. Do people really call it the biscuit? Yeah. That's awesome. Why would <laughs> you call it the biscuit, right? <laughs> That's what they're known yeah. for, their biscuits, right? It was a piece of crap for the longest time, but the they renovated it. It is a nice place now. Um, I've seen a concert there, and I was like, this place is legit. Um, so Charlotte's got a lot of, lot of, lot of places to see good, good entertainment. Um, I'm like, I hate Raleigh. I'll say, I'll say on this podcast, I hate Raleigh. Charlotte, yeah, you, you you're all right. Grew up outside of Charlotte. Raleigh, don't like Raleigh. I mean, what do they call the former Staples Centers now? I know it's Crypto.com Arena, but it's like the Crypto, the Crypt 
<laughs> it's just weird. I don't like it. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt. Are you kidding? <laughs> the, that, oh my god. Their announcers have to be like, any anything that comes from there has to be, it's a tale from the crypt. Has to be now. <laughs> well, I don't have the, the kings lasting very long, so okay. Whatever. I don't All either. Right. All right. So so I I said Canes, Nick and Tim said Bruins, Jeffrey. Bruins. Bruins. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. Be Homer. I just genuinely, I'm just like, I'm not scared by this team. Man, I, I, I will someday not be afraid of this team. But if you saw what I saw, it takes a hard, it takes a long time to get through that. On Willie O'Ree night. On Willie O'Ree night. Damn it. Anyway. Okay. Um, all right. So why don't you tell us about what's coming up game wise, Jeff? Okay, so of course, first round has been scheduled. We have actual uh, game times for the um, uh, for the uh, first four games, all of which will be on ESPN, uh, the mothership, I believe. And Nessen. Ah, uh, well, except for my uh, streaming I... service will not offer me Nessen as an option. I will be watching them all on ESPN. But yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there's only one that will not be on ESPN, or uh, but it will be on Nessen, and that is Friday night's game. That will be on TNT, which I'm not excited about. Okay. So anyway, tell us. Uh, so starting tomorrow night, that is Monday, May 2nd, 7 p.m. Eastern time at Carolina for game one. Followed on Wednesday, May 4th, 7 p.m. Eastern time for game two. Again, I'll I be can... there. I'm going to continue. Woohoo! Yeah! Um, then, of course, they come home for... Playoff games at the Garden. That's Friday. That's the 6th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. That's the game that's on TNT. Exactly. And then one of my least favorite things happens on the 8th. That is, say, next Sunday, a playoff manatee game. I don't really want to watch hockey in the middle of the day in May. But uh, anyway, 12.30 Eastern time at the Garden. On well, the Yes, thank you. I was going to say one of my favorite things happens next Sunday on May 8th, and that is my birthday. Yes, I know it's on Mother's Day. Um, uh, I will say that the last time I saw the Bruins play on Mother's Day was in 2019. Uh, Matt Grizzlick had himself a game and his mom was at the game. So... That is uh, good. So maybe it will be a similar kind of atmosphere. I have no desire to go to that game um, for reasons, but that's okay. I will sit at home. I will watch. I rearranged my plans on that Sunday so I could do that. Um, but yes, it is my birthday. Um, I'm excited to have a game on my birthday because I never get a game on my birthday, usually, uh, unless it's playoffs. So that's pretty good. Um, I hope it's going to be like that game in 2019. And by the way, I did want to point out that uh, Matt Grizzlick's father successfully treated cancer, went through all of his rounds of chemo or radiation. I'm not sure which one it was. So Mazel tov, That's great. 
Uh, I didn't know that he was undergoing that, but uh, I found that out through Twitter from his brother's tweet. So good for them. And oh. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Also, if by some reason you're not watching the Boston Bruins playoffs games, the Providence Bruins playoff games are the same day. Oh, wow. at the same time. At the same time. Oh my God. Dual screen it. Um. Yeah. Which they, on a related Providence and Boston note, apparently um, Chris Wagner is going to be um, uh, full time uh, with the Bruin with the big club rather than playing in the P Bruins games. Yes. As the presumably second spare forward after bleed. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, you sure. Know what? A lot of people seem upset about this, but I'm just like, he's not gonna play. Yeah. I'm not. I'm if not. He ups- is things have gone very wrong. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not upset about him um, because he played a really physical game on Friday, and I think they wanted to reward him for being a good soldier. So- yeah. Why? Why am I going to be upset about this? If he does happen well, like, to they play, still then... have him on contract for another year. They got to keep him at least modestly happy. Right. Otherwise, it becomes a problem. Right. So, like, look, I have no problems with this. This is fine. Uh, they did send Mark McLaughlin, Jack Ashan, Jack Studnika, and uh, uh, Oscar Steen back to Providence. So, which will which will help them because although their first round isn't like terribly tough, but. The the HL did something weird this year, and basically everyone made the playoffs. Like, <clears throat> I think twenty three teams made the playoffs. Um, basically, what they did is every team except the bottom two teams of the division made the playoffs. So, Providence as the three seed is playing the six seed in the first round, and the way they're doing it too is the first round is a best of three. The next two rounds are best of five, and the last two rounds are best of seven. That's cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, a little bit different this year, but. All right. Well, that's. Hill Bridgeport. Yes. Fuck them. Fuck those Friggin'. guys. And Bridgeport had such a cool name. They were the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. It was such an. It was such a cool name. And just because they wanted to suck the Islanders' dick, they're now the Bridgeport Islanders. I hate that. Yeah, I had no idea what a sound tiger was, but I was okay with it. Well, I mean, like like a sound, like it, I think it was because they're on the, near some body of water, the coast. They're in sound. the Long Island Sound, yeah. So the sound tiger was a tiger from the sound. Made sense. And I mean, cool. does it though? <laughs> you hey. know what? It doesn't matter that it made sense. It was a cool name. That's all we need we, to know. Um, the Portland Sea Dogs. Sea Dog doesn't really make sense either, but it's cool. It's provocative. Nobody knows I mean, what it means. I mean, a Sea Dog's either a pirate or a seal. So, well, a sound tiger is, or better yet, a pirate seal. <gasps> A seal pirate, a ghost pirate seal. That is clean. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, let's <clears throat> make it happen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did for the Halloween night. <laughs> you know, I will just say that one for one night, the Worcester Royal uh, Royalers, the Worcester Railers were. The SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I, I'm looking forward to the Portland Sea Dogs this summer being the main bean suppers. 
that's 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 pretty good the the hats and jerseys are fantastic so i guess it would be spongebob's square pants all i know is this okay i read something on twitter about somebody who uh, had like a three-year-old and they were like what do you want to be for halloween and he goes pants so she made him a costume where he was pants and i've been obsessed with that for a while now because i want to go for halloween as pants and i said glenn can you go as a shirt <laughs> Shirt man. speaking of cool pants and cool shirts not this weekend but last weekend the providence bruins had like jerseys based on the ghostbusters for rhode island comic-con and they were so cool yeah i did see that i saw that um i liked them a lot that was cool um okay yes you know what guys i think i'm gonna change my mind i think i'm gonna say bruins and seven and this yeah you are yeah this, this is why i'm gonna say it ready this is a quote uh a tweet that, from ty anderson tongue-tied a, a tweet from ty anderson just want to note that the bruins are six zero and zero when hampus lindholm david posternock and linus ulmark are all in the lineup this season. There you go. All right. All right, then. Bruins and seven. We'll go Bruins and seven. I'll change it. I'll change it. I'll change it on my bracket. Change it. Because brackets aren't set yet. You can still change. All right, fine. I'm going to say Bruins and seven. There we go. I don't want to be the negative Nelly here. The Debbie Downer. That's Jeff's job. No, it's Tim's job. Tim's job. It is my job, but guess what? I already said Bruins. I know, I know. So I know, I know. It's all right. All putting me to shame. Yeah. So okay. Um, we will put out. Guess what? We're putting out an episode every week now, guys, because it's the playoffs, and uh, we're not doing anything insane like two episodes per week because nobody wanted that. <laughs> but once oh, a week I is. Totally you remember fine. that being an unpleasant experience. <laughs> I think I had the worst of it because I had to put things together and put them out. But um, I don't, you know what? Looking back on it, I don't want to do it again. So we're not doing that. Once a week is good. Once a week. Hopefully it's a long, fruitful, many weeks ahead of us. So that's how we're going to do it. Wow. Looking forward to it. Yeah. You can tell us about game two. Yeah, hopefully... Hopefully I got nothing but good things to say. I There's literally only one row behind us. Oh, wow. But it's a first hockey game. You gotta... Mm-hmm. You'll enjoy yeah, this it. Be, this will be not. my first uh, first playoff, uh, uh, first NHL playoff game. Ooh. And then again, it'll be Lore's first NHL game. Oh, yeah. It's always exciting. Yeah. Lore actually wanted to go more than I did. Which I oh, think is kind of cute. That, I think that's great. And Lore yeah. will probably, although I think Lore likes Jack Edwards, right? So. Oh my God. Lore's obsessed with Jack Edwards, which is part of the reason why I like Jack Edwards again. Right. Um, so oh, it'll be a different experience. Lore's my significant other. There you go. But, yes. Yeah. But Lore will enjoy it mm-hmm. for sure. Um, because you can't not enjoy a a playoff hockey game it's insane mm-hmm. tell lore it's like cocaine and jumping out of an airplane 
at the same time. At the same time. <laughs> riding a motorcycle out of an airplane. Oh, okay. Cocaine and riding a motorcycle out of an airplane while you're on fire. While also having an IV of an energy drink into your veins. <laughs> I love this. So you're going to explain to her that like the worst thing that can happen to you is your team goes to playoff overtime, but the best thing that can happen to you is not, is teams that you don't care about playing playoff overtime, right? Yes. I, I explained that to Lore uh, this morning. Because um, Lore uh, said, ooh, what if it goes to a shootout? Shootouts are fun. Which I'm like, first of all, Lore, no. <laughs> shootouts are never fun. No. <laughs> shootouts are um, never fun. But... um. Uh, and Lord actually quickly has understood that three on three hockey usually results in a goal. So whenever a game goes into overtime, even if it's like another team's game, Lord like, oh, let's just put it on real quick. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, you know, watch it for 90 seconds and you see a goal. It's great. Um, I explained to Lord, no, playoff overtimes. If it's your team, it's awful. I usually have multiple spouts of diarrhea because it's so brutal. Um, which I don't want to poop my pants at the game. I'll do it if it means we win. Dare to win your own team's playing playoff overtime, or God forbid, multiple playoff overtime. Uh, um, or yeah, another, another, another team's playoff overtime. Oh, get yourself a delicious beverage and just enjoy it. Which is not what we'll be doing Wednesday night. Anyway, I've rambled. On the no, flip side, fine. though, you'll be there, and I feel like multiple playoff overtimes for a game you paid there, that you, you paid to be in, is just like, apart from the whole having to go to work for the next day thing, um, just just feels like, you know, just getting extra value for your money. Yeah, yeah. Bonus hockey. Yeah, yeah. Free hockey with the purchase of a hockey of equal or greater value, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's nice when you just outright, outright win, right? Well, yeah. Because oh. that's, like, that's all the po- hockey you paid for. It's great. Um, right, just, just have the game be a metaphorical throat punch to the opposing team. Yeah, just, just, yeah. <laughs> mm, throat punch to the other team. You know what I'm sad about? This season, this this postseason, we will not get to see Brad Marchand force Justin Williams into retirement. Again. Again, because <laughs> the first time was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best. I'm saying, is there anyone on that team not. that they could force to retire? Like Jordan think, Stahl. Jordan Stahl's got like a whole wacky years on that contract worth a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, plus that's McAvoy's job to send Jordan Stahl into another dimension. We could force Derek, Derek Stepan to have to retire. He's, he's his contract's up, and he's old and bad. Yes, but Derek Stefan is not Mr. Game 7. Truth. And the captain, captain of the team. Yeah. Yeah. Captain. And also, Derek Stefan's like a decent chance of being scratched a lot. So, like, And Derek <laughs> Stefan probably won't play in this series. And yeah. I forgot that he was still a thing. Is that He's bad? He's super bald. Oh, wow. Like Getzlaff bald? Yeah. Oh. It's actually... It's impressive and it's a good look and that's an it's okay to be bald 
now I'm picturing Brad Marchand pissing off Derek Stepan so much that he's throwing nachos from the ninth floor onto the ice. Boo <laughs> <laughs> this man! Boo! This nachos raining down. You remember the, that that series against against Detroit in 2014 when when during the anthem, the idiots in Detroit started throwing the throwing the fucking octopus, and this itty bitty octopus landed like two feet to the side of Rask. Rask just turned his head. And then turn back and look at the flag. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining that, but it's a plate of of, of Derek Stepan's nachos. <laughs> yep. Yep. Pull up uh because if, if if Lazar's out there, he'll eat it. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> Somebody's gonna Clean have to tell no, him no, before the game. Lazar out there, he'll eat it. He'll eat thrown hamburgers on the ice. Okay, Lazar, do not eat the thrown nachos on the ice, okay? Just don't. Besides, like, think about yeah. how much that how that the, the, the nacho cheese will congeal something fierce when it hits the ice. It won't be nice. Oh, you're right. You're right. You have a child oh. now. Those are things that you did in your bachelor days. You have a child now. No, I mean, you don't do that. It's it's almost as bad as after it was either the last Stanley Cup or the one before that where. Coors Light made a batch of their beer from the melted ice from the Stanley Cup. A lot of sweat in that beer. Yeah, they, they I, like it'll, it like probably it was, a bit of blood. I think they called it like the Champions Brew, and it's absolutely the grossest thing I've ever heard of. I mean, you know, you don't hear a lot of beers made with special water, like apart from that brewery in Newfoundland that like um, has an entire line of beer that they make that is made from melted iceberg. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kitty Vitty Brewing makes a it makes an iceberg pill, an iceberg lager. Um, they put it in blue bottles, which apparently cost them a fortune. Um, but you know, you know, if you're pushing all in on a gimmick, you may as well, you know, carry it right through, huh? That sounds like something I like. It's a very, very light beer. Very, but it's it's well done. They're a good brewery, but uh. so it really depends on where you put the water in in the process, right? So if you put the water in when you're, um, you know, like, uh, um, if you put it in with the barley and stuff, it's going to steam out all of that yeah, bad stuff. Yeah, but if it's the water you add to the wort after it's already boiled and so forth, then right. that's a problem. Right. So I wouldn't do that. <laughs> that seems like a health violation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And I remember thinking that when I first saw that they were doing it, I was like, that doesn't sound like something they should be doing. Yeah. Why don't you advertise you're doing that and then not do it? That's what you yeah, should right. do. Yeah, just say you're just... doing it. Yeah. Like no one will, no one will notice that you know you didn't do it until there's like, hey, this beer doesn't taste like a jock strap. <laughs> This well, doesn't taste light, so this it kind of vaguely tastes like a jock strap. This doesn't taste like Kucherov's dra- jock strap. I know what that tastes like. I don't know what that tastes like. I don't want to know. Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna cut that out. Um, all right. So we're going weekly. We've all picked the Bruins. Um and the games start tomorrow. How excited are you for hockey? That's playoff hockey. Oh my god. You're going to have to tell us how Lore reacts to it. 
I'll let you know. To game oh, one. Because I, it is, yeah. I am I mean, not looking forward to the bad ice, though. It's going to be bad ice because the Celtics are still in the playoffs, too. Ice is going to be chippy in Boston. Well, I mean, it's kind of always chippy in the spring there, too, to begin with. Like, That's Celtics, uh, you know, Celtics exploits notwithstanding. I got to tell you, I, I mean, I've been to a fair number of games this year. Okay. It hasn't been warm and humid that much yet, but um, I don't know if they replace the ice plant or not in in the garden because they've done all sorts of renovations around the garden because they want to have the draft and the all-star game there at some point Mm -hmm. so they might have replaced the ice plant and we don't know yet so if you replace it the you know the ice plant lasts a certain amount of time and depending on how well your ice plant is working makes the ice either really great or terrible right so I don't know if they replace the ice plant is what I'm trying to say. We'll we'll find out, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I got to say, when I first started watching hockey after the lockout in 2013, when hockey started up, I could only watch a period at a time. We all know this because it was like new and exciting and very confusing and very overstimulating. But by the playoffs, man, it's like playoffs came on and it was a totally different game. And I was just like hooked and all of that stuff that like used to just be a little bit too much sensory for me. Just it it all went by the wayside. So I'm excited to find out what another new ish hockey person, uh, uh, hockey watcher is uh, is going to react to that. Um, It's going to be great. So, yes. So. All right. We'll be back at it next week. Uh, Jeff, you can tell them how to find us. Uh, folks, if you've been listening to Barely on Topic, you can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are found. You can also talk to us on uh, on Facebook. We're at Barely on Topic Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Barely on Topic. And then, of course, there are individual Twitter accounts, so follow us. I, for one, am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. I'm at Nick Baggio. And I am at VA from RI. <laughs> was not expecting that. <laughs> I was I, not prepared I, for that at all. Huh? I I know. I almost wasn't prepared for it either. I think I got it right, right? Yeah, you did. Okay, good. <laughs> I almost like your muscle memory went ahead and corrected you anyway. I know, but I want to tell you that I am as Rhode Island as um, coffee milk and New York system wieners. Uh-oh. This is the new standard of yeah. Rhode Island. Apparently so. Yeah, I saw you. Oh, that uh, autocrat uh, co- coffee syrup. Yes. I'm putting it in my iced coffee. Amazing. Oh, yeah, I you bet. should do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So good. I bet. I bet it's really, really good. Um, You know, yes. Yes. And Laura's right. like, ooh, Nick, you should get more of this stuff. I'm like, give give me like another month and a half. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll send you home with a bunch. Yeah. 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 You'll be getting it in Rhode Island. It's like the best. (laughs) All right. Ready? One. There we go. There we go.